Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with Devin Pittman, <laughs> Alex Bernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brand, and sitting in for Andy, Cassie Schrader, JB, JB. Devin's not here. That's why I did my best impression of Mike could. Because what there's traffic know? now. He's probably that could be hung up in traffic. Yeah, it could be. We shall be right back. Kick things off with the family. Latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. A little family music got coming up. A little hell's bells. <laughs> Love this song. I am assuming that's what this song is. It is. It's hell's bells. It just has a long <laughs> intro. I thought I was back at St. Anne's. Unless they got the church bells are going off like there's no tomorrow. It's all true, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know. Tevin Pittman is not here, and I don't know where the hell Tevin is. He's out hiding around. He probably heard JB was going to be here and said, oh, forget yeah. it. Yeah. That would probably be enough to scare people. You think so? Mm-hmm. So I want to hear about this. What is it, a quiz? What is it? Yeah, but I need Tevin to be here. 
Look, He's I can beat here. Tevin. No, you really can't beat Tevin on this. <laughs> but I do have a uh, question for everybody in the room. Okay. I'm going to make a statement. Clock. And can oh, you yeah, that's right. can you tell me who uttered these words? It doesn't matter how you look. If you're green, black, purple, white, yellow, or as handsome as your dad, all that counts is the uh, strength in your heart and the content of your character. Martin Luther King. No. I, th- I think it was... Med Grabbers. No. I, I know who it was. B. Blackshear. No. Damn it! <laughs> Tom Bernard. <laughs> I, I just watched The Help again last night. I love that movie. It's such a good yeah, movie. That's a and really good movie. It's so weird. It feels like we have literally gone right back to the 60s. Yeah, I know. You know it has, you're right. I've been watching World on Fire, which is about World War II. And it's like, I feel like we've gone right back to there. Apparently, they'll get back to your quiz I sooner guess. or later. Jeez. Okay. Well, I don't know. I have Trample. no idea. Yeah, we give up. I feel, it sounds familiar, but I cannot. The content of your character. I'm going to go with Malcolm X. No. Damn it. Who is it? Herman Munster. Herman Munster? Herman Munster. What do you mean Herman <laughs> Munster? <laughs> uttered in... On the Uttered on the monsters as he was talking to little Eddie about being teased about the way he looked. That's what he said. Oh, because he is green. That's this? right. Where'd you come up with this? <laughs> Interesting. And somebody posted it on Twitter. Oh. But yeah. And then I saw Herman it again. Munster, the wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very wise Herman Munster. I just thought I'd bring that in because I knew nobody would figure no. out who no. who laid that on America. If I, I you thought it started. might have been Martin Luther King's first draft. I was yes, sure. exactly. <laughs> if you had started the thing with Lily, <laughs> then we all would have known that it was Herman. I still, to this day, love the Munsters. And I did find out from Mike Evans today that in Laurel Canyon, California, you know, Laurel Canyon is a pretty snazzy suburb. Mm-hmm. Sure. There actually is an intersection of Laurel and Hardy. Is there? I love that. Ah, that I'd love nice. to live on the corner of Laurel and Hardy. I thought you were going to say that there's a Martin Luther King Boulevard. There's no <laughs> violence going on, man. I just love that Chris Rock. Ever, never noticed ever Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard? There's some violence going on. <laughs> it's true. Unfortunate. But true. Sad but true. So yeah. what's the so we can't do the quiz today because Tevin's a stiff. Well, he might show up. He's not gonna show up. He would have been here by now. Stiff all up. Well, he would have told somebody if he wasn't coming, wouldn't he? Not necessarily. Not okay. Sometimes he just sometimes he just We should call him and ask him the quiz on the phone. <laughs> That's true. We could get him on the phone and do the quiz. Except I don't know his phone number. I, I, might, do. I might have I got it. his phone number. I don't. I might have it. Call him. Tevin? Tevin! I might have it. Just for quiz purposes. For Oh, because then we could do the quiz. Because he do the quiz on the phone? Yeah. Jamie came all the way down here to do a quiz. Way to go! And you dropped the ball. Dropped the ball. Oh, actually, I do have his cell phone number. I do. Mo, definitely. I have it. Should I text him? Yeah, find out where the hell he is. Where (laughs) is he? Let's go. we got to do the quiz, man. Yeah, I could text him the quiz. Or, he or just, we could call him. can just call him, depending on where 
he is. Yeah, we could put him on, right? Yeah. That'll work. So, JB, how are things going out there in this weird world now? Um, I would like to say it's calming down, but um, I don't so think much. so. <laughs> Not so much calming down? Now we're having the start of the bubbling up of the backlash. What backlash? Oh, there's... There's things. Oh, talking about the honky backlash? backlash. <laughs> yes. Oh no, it's the honky backlash. You heard my you heard my math on the uh, let's get rid of the police thing, didn't you? Oh, that is just that's insane. and insane and it psychotic. Is. Minneapolis is doing it. They voted. Well, it's not going to happen. It's, it's they voted. City council. Yeah, yeah but it's announced gotta, their intent to disband the Minneapolis. Yeah, but they got to get the people's approval, and I don't think the people are going to. It can't be that. He silly. said he can call in for the quiz. What number? Does Where the he call? hell is he? Huh? Where are you, stiff? I didn't call. Oh, I heard a voice. He's texting me. I, I heard know. a voice. What's yeah. that? Weird. Alex. What oh, was that on your phone? It was a random phone video that just popped up. Oh, uh, I thought it was sorry, him too. What should I have him call? Um, hold on. I'm going to look at. It. I can't remember. It's on one. here. Huh? Oh yeah. The, Five six one five six one two two eight four zero six one two eight four zero six one. All I ever do is deliver. You ever notice that? It's unbelievable. So here was my deal. So all these people in all these cities, mostly white people, of course, mm-hmm. but not all white people. He's calling now. Sorry. Uh, we should disband the police department. I looked at the numbers. There are two hundred million white people in America, and forty-one million black people in America. So even if only 40% of the white population in America is racist, they'll be only 40%. Only 40%. That's well, they huge. say we all are. They're, some people say all white people are racist. Uh, it's not enough to be not racist. It's You have to be anti-racist. I think we have Tevin on the phone. Uh, you bring up anti-racism and then put Tevin on? <laughs> What the hell kind of combo is that? He probably is anti-racist. Where the hell are you? I assume that he's anti-racist. Can As you confirm we all or deny these claims? Hey, Medgar Evers, where are you? Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I completely forgot that today was Monday. So I I'm told not you. Anything important. Catherine told That's me you forgot. I, said. I called it. Uh, <laughs> Catherine called it. It's been a hectic week. And, uh, yeah, I've, like, looked at, uh, I saw, like, Cassie posted something on Facebook about the show, and I was like, that's right, it's Monday today, and I'm not supposed to just be hanging out by myself right now. So, <laughs> I, I so sad. Don't worry so about our sad. feelings. At least you're you fessed know. up. I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe you were upset there were going to be more than one black man in the in the room. Yeah, you know, last week after uh, Humphreys and uh, Rashawn, the other... They were there with me. Mm-hmm. After they were there with me, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm now uh, boycotting the Tom Bernard show for a week. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be the token black man. Yeah, she wanted to be the token I've often looked at I you in that betrayed. way. I feel betrayed. All right, so we're going to do a quiz. This is JB. Well, JB, take the helm here because it's your quiz. Okay, he I, may, he's, it's for everybody under 50. Right. So I've taken it and Cassie took it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we can just go have a sandwich time. <laughs> <laughs> if some place was open, we could. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's not happening. All right. Uh, just some simple questions. Uh, the first ones are yes or no. Have your parents ever told you not to wear, wear your hood 
on your jacket or sweatshirt? Not Tevin. To, yeah. Not to put the hood up? Yep. Yeah. Can I take the quiz even though I'm just 49 and a half? No. Talking about my IQ. No. What do you mean, no? I guess there's a point to Anti-honky. it. honky Right. <laughs> um, so, Tevin, what was that? Uh, yeah. Cassie? Um, No. Yes, but that's because my dad grew up in the ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. I feel like it's probably not a normal. I couldn't wear my hat backwards. I couldn't nope. walk around with my hands in my pockets. It was no, very. None of it. Yeah. No ghetto-y stuff here. Yes. It's not safe. All right, next question. Uh, I'll start with um, Alex. Miss Alex. I was going to say Miss Bernard Rasmussen. Yeah, Miss Alex, have you ever been told to place both of your hands on the steering, uh, place your hands out the window or on the steering wheel if you were pulled over by a police officer? No. Cassie? Um, no. Tevin? Yes. <laughs> okay. You're just making it up as you go along, aren't you, Devin? <laughs> no. Alex, just, Alex was instructed to cry loudly. <laughs> which I do unintentionally every time. Can I do my, when I get pulled over by the police, it's only been like three times in the last ten years. Do you want, should I tell you my story, what happens to me when I get pulled over? It's a true story. They ask for your autograph? They pull me over, they walk up the room and go, Oh, shit, Tom, how you doing? <laughs> I'm, nice. I'm not going to lie. That happened to me. Oh, twice. see? Yeah, see? I see? I'm not going to lie. JB. They They asked me both times. They asked me to say something. Okay. And I said something. <laughs> you said something? Did they rescue them? No, they both let me go. But then the last, last encounter, I got a ticket for speeding in a school zone. Uh-oh. Bad. Rush, rushing back to my place to get a golf bag for a display that I had at, a, at the school. And uh, she noticed the St. Louis Blues license plate frame on my car, and she gave me a ticket. Okay, before we move on, I want we're going to go around the room, including you, Tevin, your turncoat, even though you didn't come in. I have been pulled over by white cops, black cops, and Asian cops. Who's the only cop that gave me a ticket? Asian cop. White cop. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I'm going to say black cop. cop. You're going to say black cop? Mm-hmm. So you got Asian, white, black, Cassie? White. White. What do you got, Tevin? I'll probably say white cop. Asian cop. Hey! Yeah, hey. Right. The, only, the only ticket I've gotten literally in the past 50 years has been from an Asian cop. <laughs> Don't listen to the show. Yeah, he doesn't listen to the show. What the hell's wrong with you? Next question, Cassie. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever asked your parents if you could love a person of another color? Yes. Yes. Tevin? No. Okay. He goes, no. How about hair color? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's kind of odd because you two didn't ask and he asked. Who asked? I mean, no, he, he didn't, didn't ask. ask. He did, he did ask. ask. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't ask who. No, Tevin didn't ask his parents if he could love someone of a different color. color. 
Well, it's because he's white, mixed race. He's got it all covered. His thing, he's got it all covered. You don't have to worry about that. He's white and black. Like, as long as you have a job, you can love whoever you love. Yeah. You have to have a job. I remember I asked mom, and she was like, as long as they're nice to you and have a job. I was in like junior high or something, I think. Have your parents ever told you to keep your proof of insurance and vehicle registration on the uh, driver's side visor? Tevin? No. Okay. Alex? No. Cassie? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Advisor? Well, we got to take a we're break. We're throwing JB for a loop. <laughs> we got to go to a quick break. We'll be right. How many more questions do we have? Three. Well, okay, you skipped we'll be one. right back with. Did I? Yeah. Have your parents ever told you not to look at adults? Oh, no. I did. Look at it. What? We'll get back. We'll get back, get to, back it. to it. All right. We'll be back to it. Right back. Hold on, Tevin. <laughs> Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself. And with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Before we move on to the last four questions, we have a guest coming up as well. Cassie had to ask her dad if she could love someone nearing retirement age. That's from from darkness (laughs) day. And they said yes, clearly. <laughs> and they said clearly. Clearly. All right, here we go. Four, four more. All right. Uh, Cassie, mm-hmm. have your parents ever told you not to look adults in the eyes when, you, when they're talking to you? No, they've always told me to make eye contact when I talk to somebody. Okay. Alex? They've never told me to do that. They never told you to look. They never told me not to, one way not or the other. to look okay. adults in the eyes. And not. Tevin? Oh, sorry. There he is. There he is. Tried to wipe you out there. (laughs) Typical. Marginalized. Did you hear uh, hear the question, Tevin? Uh, Yeah, the looking people in the eyes. Yeah. Question. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I was never told that. You were never told what that either. Happening? He was never told not to look people in the eyes. Yeah, like, yeah, I was always told to look people in the eyes. All right. Like, okay. Same story. All right, next question. Okay. Okay. Have you ever, or if you have been pulled over by a police officer, what was your mindset at the time, Alex? I was extremely nervous, even if there's a cop around me because I don't like breaking rules. And if I'm like accidentally <laughs> like doing something rules. that I'm not aware of, anytime there's sirens that go behind me, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but not for fear of my life or anything. It's just like I just hate being. I don't like breaking rules. <laughs> there you have it. Tevin? Oh, like, 100%, like, anxiety. Like, even if they're not, like, lights on pulling me over, it'll be like if there's one that just takes a left behind me, like, I'll just immediately turn off of whatever street and pull over so that way they can go past me. Cassie? Uh, I get nervous. Do you really? Because I never, ever get nervous. But for what reason? Right. Like if I, I think knew, plays Like, like one time I was pulled over, and I had, uh, it was one of those lights, it, it was when I worked nights, so the lights change quicker. And every time this light, I'd have to turn left, it would go, like, as soon as I started going into the intersection, it would turn yellow and turn red, like, right away. So I got pulled over for running a red light. I didn't get a ticket. Way to go. But it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Lawbreaker. The officer's like, what are you doing out at this time? <laughs> I'm like, I'm coming home from work. I'm coming home from the bar. What's it to you? <laughs> yeah. All right. Is this the final one? No, there's two. There's two. One more. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's right. Uh, Cassie, have you ever run around your neighborhood with a water gun or a cap pistol? Yes. Alex? I My neighborhood wasn't a really neighborhood, <laughs> but I could she ran have. around the yard. Yeah. We had Which so was much, a half a mile we, off the main yeah. road. So I, but I could have had it been like a clo- like the houses were close together. Yes, I could yeah. have. And it would have Tevin? Uh, yes, but I grew up in the country. Yeah, if yeah. I grew up in like a city, yeah. probably not. Osceola. Okay. No, I can answer that one, too. No, but I have with a real gun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last one. Alex, when your parents had the talk, what was the topic of the talk? Never trust anybody but your family. I swear to God. That's like the most intense (laughs) talk I've ever had with my parents is him. And I've always, I still, I'm like, I have fear of talking to strangers on the phone because I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they're sociopaths. (laughs) Well, no, just don't bring up money. That's the one thing. No, it just like, you were very, very strongly opinionated. He was was certain you were going to be kidnapped when you were there. You 100% And you had those special skills to go find, yeah. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Cassie? Hmm. She goes, hmm. I'm sorry. Wasn't listening. The the talk that I had with my parents is what every kid has the talk about, and that's about sex. Okay. Tevin? Uh, Obviously, like that. Whatever the sex talk, but then just like my parents emphasizing, like, yeah, people are going to look at you different and treat you different, and that's something you have to be prepared to deal with. Okay, we're gonna find out if my daughter and my wife know my mother very well. Oh boy, I once asked my mother many, many, many years ago, Mom, do you think we'll ever have the sex talk? And what did she do? What did she say? 
Absolutely not. <laughs> well, in a way, yes. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of how she would have phrased absolutely not. Uh, it was more... Judas gun- Priest? Did she say Judas, <laughs> Judas Priest? Judas Priest. Priest. <laughs> We're not doing that. She literally said, Mom, are we ever going to have the sex talk? And she said, and I quote, Ish. <laughs> she just goes, Ish. Well, thanks, Mom. I feel much better about myself well now. Well informed and prepared for the world. <laughs> prepared for the world with your Ish talk. Ish. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Well, so how did everybody do? Yeah, did no. we? What was the expected outcome? Well, the outcome was just expected to explain different experiences and also to get people to understand that uh, some of these situations have have started something that led up to somebody being killed. Really? Mm-hmm. Jesus. And that's what they want people get people to understand, that a lot of black families have, the talk they have uh, is about how to get home safe every night don't wear your cap backwards don't have a hood on your hand you know the police see police pull you over put your hands out the window or on the steering wheel yeah uh let them know everything you're about to do like going to they tell you for license and registration i'm going into the glove compartment or my pocket or whatever um it was funny. I had a football coach once on, and he was he was he's black. Um, looked at a black player and told him, "Don't eyeball me, boy." Oh God! But, but wait, wait a minute now, wait boy. A minute. Wait a minute. And so then, the next second, he went, "Didn't I uh, look at me?" And so the player looked at him, and then he said. Don't you eyeball me, boy. What did I tell you? And so the guy dropped <laughs> oh, his eyes again. And he said, didn't I tell you to look at me? Oh, and so God. he had the kid just bouncing back. And he, and he said, okay, stop, stop, stop. And he started chuckling. He said, you know, and this was a position mixed with black and white players. And he said, you've just had a social lesson in why blacks don't look white or adults in the eye. Because as kids, we were told never looking at adult in the eye because they would say don't you eyeball me boy i don't know if you ever heard that oh yeah i figured you had heard that but yeah yeah. you were told don't you eyeball me Hmm. so um yeah it's just it was the opposite in my family was like look at me when i'm talking to you (laughs) look at me yeah Yeah. so it was just different you know these are like i said an unfortunate you know unfortunately these are things that have led to people's death and um it's interesting because as you're talking about how people have to alter their behavior because they're black, um, as a female, we're altering our behavior all the time. Right. Somebody's walking behind oh, us for too long. Constantly. We are worrying about that. I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah, like I would never go running if it were dark outside. I would never even walk by myself. And it's fun because getting home safe. I mean, I've had yeah. tons of talks with you. Always about look in the back people, seat of your yes, car. Yeah, make yeah. sure you lock your car. I've, make sure you get your cell phone on. Yeah, yeah. I've seen females running at night, and I go, "What are you doing? <laughs> get off the path. Like, get home. somebody to run with you. Don't you have yeah, a boyfriend so I, I, I think, or this, think, that, and the other? Yeah, so and I think maybe women can empathize a lot with those situations you know we have to be afraid of all people well that's true yeah very true (laughs) i just did some research here because i saw something on cnn last night i thought that's not even close to being true why do you have that up there 
They put up a a uh, visual last night on CNN during, and I was trying to think of who was being interviewed. I don't know. Doesn't matter. But they put up a graphic on the screen that said, "Black people twenty one times more likely to be killed by police than white people." And I said, "Bullshit. That's not even close to being true." The actual number, twice, two times more. It's two times more likely is, that blacks will be which is bad Which is but why do they have to lie and make it so severe? Because nobody's fact checking and no right. and, and people are loving to keep this going. They do. The they bad love parts of, the, the bad, bad parts. Of yeah, they it. love to keep That's the bad what part they're loving. And then I went back and looked at it because I I said, well, did that say two point one? Because that would be accurate then. Right. No, it said 21 times more likely. Or maybe they're just so bad they forgot the decimal point. point. <laughs> they forgot the decimal point. They're just no. so but, feeble at their but job. But you're not, you're, you're not helping the situation if you distort facts exactly. and the truth and whatnot. Because then you only serve to misinform people. Absolutely. And, you know, I call people out on my Facebook feed constantly, which are mostly black people because they're, they're relatives and friends from St. Louis and this, you know, and if they're posting something very old or misinformed, I'll call them out on it because, yeah. and I tell them, I says, you're not helping anything by throwing this, this piece of crap up there. And, you know, we, we all have to do that, but we also have to look at the truth. Right. How would you I agree like, with that. I'd like to look at this graph again and just read a quick something because we've got a break in 30 seconds. We have a guest coming up, I, I believe. But in any case, um, how would you like to be either Asian or Native American? You ready? People killed by police. White, black, Hispanic, other, unknown. <laughs> That's real other. nice. So if you're Native American or Asian, you don't even get your own Who category. Knows? It's like that. Never heard of it. Nice. Well, it's probably not that many, I suppose, would be why. We got to take a break here. We'll be right back. We're going to have our guest on, Cassie, you think? Yeah, I'm working on it. Our phone isn't working. And Tevin, you can go if you choose to. We can go oh, hang actually, out. But he's probably falling asleep, asleep by now, right anyway. Now. <laughs> yeah, you're dozing off on us, you big baby. <laughs> It, it, was, it was good. Uh, I'm sorry that, did not, uh, that I'm not enough of an adult to remember what day of the week it is. I will be there <laughs> next week if you guys just have to forward and have an opening. I can I come in this week as well. Just, like, a little, I'll see you just, next Monday. just a little FYI, there's a thing on your phone. It's called a calendar. Oh, my God. Oh! When you open yeah, the screen, maybe. it says Monday, June 8th. Right on the So when you Monday, wake up, just check 8th. your phone. Tevin, I, I just find it a bit, I just. I just find it amazing that I don't even have to be in studio to be harassed. To be harassed horribly. Uh, Cassie, Cassie brought up early today that is, is um, um, Nick not coming in Wednesday? No. Oh, he's not? No. Okay. okay. I took him Tevin, you want to come in Wednesday? Uh, yeah, I'll come in Wednesday. All right, good. We'd love to have you. That's two days from now. I'll tomorrow. I'll text you on Wednesday. That's two more days. That's 48 more hours. <laughs> Set an alarm. <laughs> two days. <laughs> Day no, after I'll tomorrow. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Set an alarm. All right. All right, Tevin, thank you for doing, no. taking the quiz. You failed miserably. No running on CPT. Uh, CPT, baby. <laughs> Right, yeah, I'm on time according to my watch. <laughs> <laughs> Tevin, we'll see you Wednesday. 
Bye. Thanks a lot. Tevin Pittman, ladies and gentlemen. Again, every Father's Day I get from your black son. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Every Father's Day he sends me one. That should be coming down the pike next, what is it, next week? Right, Father's uh, Day next week? The 21st. First. What's the 21st? Okay. It's yeah, a, yeah, it's, it's a, a late one this year. It yeah. is late because it's usually it's, it's funny. It always either falls on my brother's birthday, which is the 21st, or my Sorry. sister's birthday, which is the 18th. Really? Yeah. It's two. I did not know it, but it's coming up, and that's a good thing. You know what I'm talking so about. I thought we had to take a break, right? Yeah. We are going to take a break right now. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin, is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We were late because of Tevin Pittman. Typical. Typical. Okay. And we have our guest on the line. What is the deal with this click? I don't know. Hello. Hello. How you doing? We're just listening to the In the Distance hearing the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. I don't know. This is what Andy has set up on the phone. Which is apparently, it's referring to a clear phone line. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's all but about. But we do have our guest, David, on the phone. David, how are you? Oh, hello. Hi. Nice to be here. <laughs> nice to have you on. Your last name, is it pronounced Albertin, Albertine? How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Albertine. It is Albertine. I was right for once. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name Albertine. It's a good name. David oh, Albertine set over a course of 24 exhilarating hours. Undercard is a story of four childhood friends now in their early 30s, unexpectedly reunited by a high-profile... Oh, a high-profile uh, prize fight in Las Vegas. So it's your first book, huh? Yes, my first book. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> Were you a fighter? No, no. I've been um, a fan for a long time, and I've done some boxing cross-training, but I've uh, I competed in a lot of sports, and I was a tennis coach. The tennis coaches have been like my day job. So I really wanted to, uh, uh, since you know, until I got published, so I really wanted to uh, feature sports in kind of like a fast-paced, like intense thriller story. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. So where did you grow up, David? Uh, I'm originally from South Africa. And then as a kid, uh, my family, we, we moved to Toronto, Canada. And um, I've spent some time in the States um, as an adult, but um, at the moment, back uh, based in Toronto. Yeah, don't worry about our feelings, David. South Africa to Canada skipped right over us. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll be all right. When Tyrone Shaw returns to his hometown of Las Vegas after 11 years in the Marine Corps, he's surprised to discover that two of his best friends from childhood are all anyone is talking about. Antoine Deco, uh, three years out of prison, hasn't lost a boxing match since his release, and tonight is fighting in the undercard of the fight of the decade. And Keenan Quinn, I just call him KQ. Thank you very much. Great to be here. 
A police officer who killed an unarmed teenager. Oh, my God, you got cops killing people in your book, David. Whoop. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of uncanny, the timing. <laughs> yeah, the timing is a little uh, Perfect uncanny. timing. It is. Yeah, I mean, if, if anyone understands sort of how the publishing industry works, you know, it's like the book was written, you know, quite a while ago, you know, and it's, um, it's just sort of uh, uh, very strange uh, how it's all uh, kind of coming to a head right uh, when it comes out in America. Well, see, that's just the way life is. It all works out there. So what inspired you to write, uh, to write this book, David? Um, a number of things. There's really just like a bunch of different ideas uh, all kind of came together uh, in, into this one narrative. So it kind of worked well. So, I mean, on the one, I, I really was interested, something I touched on previously is um, just people who had been very close growing up and now then like as adults, uh, these characters that are in their early 30s, all their lives, uh, conflict basically like all each character's motivation conflicts with each of the other characters so um that that was my initial idea and then from there i was building the characters and i wanted each character to to be an athlete in, in a different sport i wanted each character to come from a different background and um and i wanted each character their parents lives to have like a, a reverberating effect on their own life and then at the same time i wanted to sort of um deal with issues of inequality in an urban setting which is also something I'd try to write about. I had some unpublished works before this one, so I had a lot of practice, a lot of things I was trying to write about previously. So it was kind of um, between uh, the sort of the personal kind of uh, ideas and story with this kind of more kind of uh, broader issue-based um, ideas that all came together. And then plus just um, a bunch of ideas for um, sports, kind of uh, featuring sports in a kind of action story. So it's really those three kind of um, seeds that came together. David, how long ago did you finish the book? Uh, I finished uh, well the the um, the first kind of like when I finished it originally um, before me and my agent submitted it. That was 2017, and um, and then the publisher picked up 2017, and then with the publisher it was the uh, near the end of 2018 when it was finished. Yeah, and then it came out in um, Canada uh, last year, and then it's also come out in Germany and France and. And it just came out now in the States, so it's kind of a, been a crazy time. You're rather prescient because so many things in your book are happening right now, actually. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you one other story? Um, I actually originally had it, because like I say, you know, it's a thriller, there's, there's action in it. I originally had a, a sniper shoots from a Vegas hotel window oh onto, onto a crowd of people. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not making this up. And... Um, and then um, the week, uh, so and then um, we submitted it to the publisher, and the publisher was interested in the in the book, and um, we we're going to have a meeting. It was the first time I'd ever had a meeting with a publisher, and this was um, going to be this was going to be on a Friday, and and um, it was set up like two weeks previously, and it was the biggest you know opportunity you know professional opportunity of my life. And then the Sunday before that Friday was the Vegas oh. shooting, the, the worst shooting in the history of um, you know of America, and and it. While not that many people were killed in the shooting of my story, otherwise everything was sort of the exact same. You know, they cut a hole in the window. Every, it was so similar, and uh, yeah, it was a, so that was really a weird experience. So I mean, we definitely we we changed it. That that's no longer the book because um, obviously everyone would think it was a reference yeah. to that. So, um, but but it's I, I actually prefer the new version, what we replaced it with. But um, yeah, so there's been some incredible. <laughs> Incredible coincidences. It's really been um, quite quite an interesting thing writing this book. And the amazing thing is when the guy shot somebody in Vegas, they were at a Jason Aldean concert. 
That's yeah, actually the guy that yeah. was playing when the, oh, when the wow. real one. <laughs> yeah, it, David, that's why do you think there? I mean, what drove you to write about these things? Was there, I don't know, just kind of an uneasy feeling about the way the, the, the world was headed? What caused you to, to write those kind of And pretty much all yeah, of them have come true. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. I mean, I think one thing why sometimes things come true um, when you, if you're doing your research and you're kind of looking at issues that you think are, you know, definitely problematic and need to be addressed that really um, there maybe isn't enough attention on. And, and you're really, um, you know, but, uh, you know, a lot of people, maybe it's not as mainstream, but are talking about it and are um, writing about it and things like that. And, you, and you're doing all this research and then you imagine what would this look like in this situation? You know, what would, um, you know, if you look at these like shootings, what would it look like in Vegas, say? You know what I mean? How would it occur there? And then so then if these things, you know, if they do occur, it's kind of like you sort of imagine in, in um uh, you know, they, they sort of t- tend to occur somewhat in a similar way to a similar occurrence in another place. So it, that's, I think, how these coincidences occur. But then also, yeah, definitely just, um, yeah, I think, you know, coming from South Africa and just seeing how, um, you know, just allowing um, inequality to fester for so long, kind of um, yeah. causing such terrible problems for a society. You know, being in, um, I think, North America, there's not that same sense of like how bad things can get maybe and um i think um maybe that's something i wanted to deal with in my writing that that you know these problems need to be addressed uh you know we shouldn't let these problems fester indefinitely or else you know they really they really get bad well david how how ballpark how old are you Oh, I'm uh, I'm 37 now. <laughs> 37. Well, the reason I ask you that is because you know, obviously in South Africa there have been a, a number of problems, but that was quite some time ago. Do you remember those troubled times? Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember a bit, and then I've also been back many times. And, and unfortunately, while you know a lot of the issues were addressed, I mean, there's still a, a lot of um, significant issues going on in South Africa. But um, right. I do remember. I mean, one thing, for instance, when I was eight years old, uh, my next door neighbor was uh, stabbed to death in, in front of our house, like in our front door. Yeah. Why'd um, you do it? In, in, in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's why we left. That's <laughs> why we left. I stabbed <laughs> him. Let's hit the <laughs> road. <laughs> yeah, no. But um, just this um, sort of atmosphere of sort of, um, you know, it's definitely, you know, it, it was a very tense time there. And then um, my parents, my father was involved in the anti-apartheid struggle and, and all my parents' friends were involved in that struggle. So it was, you know, it's it's, it's kind of interesting now with so many of these conversations going on. You know, I mean, this is kind of like how all the conversations were, you know, in South Africa in those days, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, it is, yeah, it has had, you know, I think a big impact, yeah. I think it's wonderful. I, I just love the, your attitude about the whole thing. You were so prescient in a number of things. I used that word earlier, but I'll use it again because you somehow saw things coming that, that I didn't, and most people, I'm sure, did not, but having grown up in South Africa, I, I suppose you're very sensitive to that kind of thing. It's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks very much for saying that. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. Yeah, uh, I think uh, you know. There's you know a lot you go through being an immigrant, I guess, and you get to, I guess, share sort of, you know, the the learning you get from either society, I suppose. I got to tell you one thing because we got about 25 seconds, but I have a very good friend that lives in Toronto, Canada. And I said, I'd love to invite you to play uh, in a golf tournament with me. You should come to Minneapolis and totally seriously, and he's absolutely right. He said, and I quote, you know, I've never been that far north. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> Minneapolis is a lot further north than Toronto. People don't realize that. That part of Canada. Yeah. You know, is. I've actually been to um, I've actually been to Minneapolis before. I've been there once before. You didn't stop in and <laughs> see me. You didn't stop and say hello. <laughs> I will on the next one. <laughs> yeah, David, you got to come in and see. It's got to come in the studio next time you're you're in town. Oh well, thanks so much. Yeah, I'd love to. I really appreciate that. The book is called Undercard, the debut novel of David Albertine, A L B E R T Y N. David, you're a great guest. Thanks for your time today, sir. Well, thanks very much. I really appreciate it. It's great to to be interviewed by you. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. We'll be back with hour two.